0: Hello? and uh, welcome. Some of you might be tuning in already. Um, I think this is probably officially the the worst ever start to a church, I think, uh, because last Sunday we had our first uh, Sunday morning service and now here we are this Sunday, um, me looking at a phone and you looking at your phone or looking at your screen. So, So probably the worst ever start to a church I think we could have And so here we are um, looking at phones and looking at screens together. And this is in no way going to obviously replace the church that is gathered together. It's in no way going to replace that at all because we gather together and we sing, we gather together, we pray, we we break bread together. But I thought what I might do instead of replacing that, I thought what I might do is just share just some small encouragement to you this morning that you might, might be blessed with what you see and might be blessed with what you here and so usually we look at a book called Colossians in the Bible but this morning I thought what we would do is look at Psalm 121 because I think there is a big question as we think of Psalm 121 there is a, a big question that people are asking this morning and the big question that people are asking this morning is what am I going to do? Even I had to ask this question as we were thinking about maybe putting a small little message together for people. What what are we going to do about church this morning? And again, this is in no way replacing the church, but we're just seeking to give you some little encouragement uh, this morning. And people are asking that question, well, what am I going to do? You know, the mother who is at home right now with her kids. Her, her her kids aren't going to be in school for the next, you know, what, 16 days. They're going to be away from school. And so that mother is wondering, well, well, what am I going to do with these children? They're like literally bouncing their heads off the walls. I don't know what games to play. I don't know how to keep them um, active. I don't know what to do with my children. And I even, we're wondering that ourselves. I mean, we have, we have three at home. We have an eight-year-old. We have a six-year-old. We have a four-year-old. And what are you going to do for the next few weeks with them? And who knows how long this thing is going to last? So, so mothers are wondering what to do. And those who are at work, they are also wondering what they are going to do. You know, your work is probably slowing down and maybe as a result of this, some people might be let off. And so you're asking the question, well, what am I going to do for money? How am I going to put food on the table? What am I going to do in relation to my work? Many people are asking even that question. And then, of course, there's maybe an elderly person at home right now. I'm not sure if you're, you're, you're watching this, but maybe, maybe you are. And you're wondering what to do. How will, how will I get food? How will I get out of my house? And maybe you're scared and maybe you're feeling a bit of fear and anxiety and you're wondering what are you going to do? What we are in right now is, a, is it's just a really helpless feeling, isn't it? When you're at home, it's just a really helpless feeling because listen, there's only so much toilet roll we can get, right? There's only so much Brennan's bread you can buy and stock up with. There's only so much banya you can put in the fridge. And, and you realize as, as we're kind of stocking up and, and panic buying, as they call it, as, as we're stocking up, you, you realize there's really nothing I can do. Do you know what our solution to this is as human beings? Do you know what our solution to this is? Our solution to this right now is to stay at home and hunker down. We have no answer for what is going on right now. And all of us are panicking and and it's kind of a helpless feeling. We're wondering, what are we going to do? And most importantly, where am I going to get my help from? And that is a big question. Where am I going to get my help from? And that is what the psalmist asks in Psalm 121. Where am I going to get my help from? Listen to this, or if you have a Bible, you can open it up, but if you don't, that's okay. Listen to what he says. I lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Now, some of you are probably thinking we might turn off right now. Don't turn off right now. Let's stay with it, okay? Where will my help come from? That's what this pilgrim is asking. You see, those those Jews back in the day, they would, they would travel up to Jerusalem in order to worship the Lord there in Jerusalem. And on their travel up to Jerusalem, it was very likely that there, were, there, was, there was hills outside of the place. And, and this pilgrim would have been looking up onto the hills. And he would have been asking the question, from where does my help come from? Where am I going to get help? And the hills back in the day were associated with other uh, gods, small g gods associated with them and the worship of them. And so this pilgrim is, is walking up to Jerusalem and he's looking at the hills and he's saying to himself, where is my help going to come from? And he realizes his help is not going to come from these distant deities, And so when we're in distress and when we're in trouble, and even right now, some of us are looking out at the landscape when we're in trouble and we're saying, where am I going to get help? Where am I going to find help in my time of need? And you will look, I promise you, you will look to someone or something to get your help. But here's what the psalmist does. When he lifts his eyes onto these hills and looks for help, he says, where does my help come from? Do you know where his help comes from? His help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Now listen to this. If you have trouble on this earth right now, if you have trouble on this earth, do you know where the best place to run is? When you have trouble and heartache on this earth, and I I don't know who you are and I don't really know who is watching, there's stuff popping up on my screen all the time. But wherever you find yourself in this situation, in this moment, Surely the best place when you're in trouble on this earth is to call out to the one who made the heavens and the earth. The best place to go when you're in trouble on this earth is to go to the one who made the earth. And you see, there's four great truths in this psalm. And the first one is this. The Lord helps us. The Lord helps us in our time of need. Yes, human beings will help us and and they'll do good things for us. But we need someone who will ultimately be our help. And that is the Lord. And not only does the Lord help us, but the second great truth in this psalm is that the Lord watches over us. This is such an amazing truth. The Lord watches over us. Listen to verse 3. Stay with me now. Don't go away. Stay with me. I know you want to go away, but stay with me. Verse 3, it says this. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. He will not let your foot be moved. He will not slumber nor sleep. Now, now, here's what happens to us in stress and difficult times of anxiety. Here's what can happen to us. One of the first things you will find that affects you when you are under stress and anxiety is this. Your sleep will be affected. I guarantee you right now that some of us are losing sleep over the consequences of all that is happening. What's going to happen to my job? What's going to happen to my children? When is this going to be over? Cabin fever sets in and the first thing I promise you that will be affected is going to be our sleep. And some of us are, are, are experiencing that problem right now. Right now at nights you're probably tossing and turning and wondering and worrying what are you going to do? Well, as you are doing that, tossing and turning and wondering and worrying, and as you can't sleep, the great encouragement from this psalm is there's also someone else who is not sleeping. And that other person who is not sleeping is the Lord. And why is he not sleeping? He's not not sleeping because he's tossing and turning and wondering and worrying. This thing hasn't taken the Lord by surprise, not at all. He is not sleeping because he is watching over you. He's not worried. He's not anxious about what's going on. No, he is watching over you, his people. That is why he neither slumbers nor sleeps. Now look at verse 3. He will not let your foot slip. That is a promise. He will not. And many times in our day we make a promise to people, don't we? We say, I will do something or I won't do something. And we, we make these kind of false promises and we expect that people won't keep to that promise. But here is the promise. I will not let your foot slip. Now think about the pilgrim who's walking up to Jerusalem on this difficult terrain, on this difficult journey. As he walks on this journey, the Lord is saying to him, I will not let your foot slip. I will keep your feet from sleeping. I will not let you be moved on your journey. Now, what does that mean for us? Does that mean, some of you probably watching this like hill walking, does that mean the next time you hill walk that the Lord is promising you that he will not let your foot slip? Is is that what it's talking about? The next time you go for a hill walk, I will not let your foot slip. No, that is that is not what it's talking about. What it is, is that all of us, all of us right now, all of us, we are on a journey in life and we have big decisions to make in life. And as we're seeking to make those big decisions, we need a God who says to us, I will not let your foot slip. And as a result of all that has been going on, all of us have had to make big decisions. Even this Sunday morning, we have had to make a big decision ourselves. On the one hand, I've been saying to myself, I I don't want us to neglect meeting together. I want us as a body to meet together and not neglect meeting together. So that was the one hand of the decision. But on the other hand, I wanted to make sure, listen, I want to make sure that people are going to be safe and going to be okay And so that was a difficult decision. And as I've been looking at this psalm, what I've realized is the Lord says this. I will not let your foot slip. I'm watching over you. I'm with you. I'm going to help you with all your decisions that are leading on. So whatever big decision you have right now in front of you, the Lord is saying that to you. I will not let your foot slip. I will be with you. I will watch over you. I will help you. So the two great truths so far is that the Lord will help us, that the Lord helps us. And two, that the Lord watches over us. And three, that the Lord shades us. The Lord is our shade. Stay with me here. Look look at verse five. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord, he shades us. Now, now think about shade for a second. Us Irish people, us pasty white Irish people, as you can probably see, we love us a bit of shade, don't we? (laughs) Anytime we we want to go on holidays where there's sun, and then as soon as we go on holidays where there's sun, we're, we're trying to look for some shade, the first place of shade that we can find. We love us some shade, don't we? And so I, I noticed this last summer when my, my family and I were on holidays last summer and we were on holidays in uh, France last summer. A friend of ours very kindly uh, gave, gave us his house for the summer and so we could, we could stay in his house. The problem was we can only take our holidays in July. And you know, if you can remember what happened last July, well, we had a big heat wave and that was what everybody was panicking about. We're always panicking about something, aren't we? And the last time it was this big massive heat wave in Europe and guess where the epicenter of that heat wave was? It was in France during the time we were over there. And there was one day we were walking around a p- specific place, we are walking around with my children, a specific place with my children, and we kind of noticed it got hot, really, really hot. And we said to ourselves, well, well, what are we, what are we going to do? And we realized it was 43 degrees Celsius. And so what did we look for? We looked for shade. And the moment we found shade, this little umbrella with seats, the moment we found shade, the moment we sat in it, you just felt yourself relaxing because the shade is protecting me. And that is the point of this verse. The Lord says, I will be your shade when the sun is burning you in this world, when the difficulties are burning your skin in this world. The Lord is saying to you right now, don't worry, I will be your shade. And that's what it says here. He will shade us from the sun, but it also says that he will shade us from the moon. Now, what does it mean that he's going to shade us from the moon? What, what could that mean? There's two possibilities. One is that the, the, it's talking about the sun and the moon, God, so that the Lord is going to shade us. That's possible. But the other possibility, I think, is, is more likely is this. The Lord is going to shade us when the sun is shining and when the moon is up. This is a mirrorism to say that the Lord is going to shade us in the day and in the night. In other words, the Lord is going to keep over us. The Lord is going to shade you, keep over you, protect you. Even now, the Lord helps us. The Lord watches over us and the Lord shades us, which means the Lord is good. And finally, if you're still with me, you've been very patient. I know you want to switch off, but don't. One last thing, the Lord not only helps us, watches over us and shades us, but listen to this, the Lord, he keeps us. You need to know that truth this morning, that the Lord, he is going to keep you through all this. He's not going to let you go. He is going to keep you. And that's the point of verse five. The Lord is your keeper. He is going to keep you and not let you go. And then verse seven and eight, the Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. The Lord will keep you. He will not and never let you go. The Lord will keep you. It is an amazing truth. And not only does he keep us from something, but he keeps us to something. Verse 7, it says this, the Lord will keep you from all evil. Now, sometimes in the Bible, some of the best words in Scripture are the smallest words, aren't they? And this word, all, is so significant here. The Lord will keep you from all evil. The Lord will protect you and keep you from all evil that is coming your way. The Lord will not let you go. In this time of darkness and distress and anxiety, this scripture promises you that the Lord will keep you from all of it. And he will not only keep you from something, but he will keep you to something. What will he keep you to? Verse 7, he will keep your life. Not just your life here on this earth, but he will keep you onto eternal life. The Lord is your keeper. He will never let you go. Now, here is the question, and this is really important. Here's the question. How long will the Lord do this for? How long will the Lord help me? How long will the Lord watch over me? How long will the Lord shade me and keep me? How long is the Lord going to do all of this for? And the answer is in the end of verse 8, from this time forth and forevermore. The Lord is going to help you, keep you, watch you, guide you, lead you from now, from today and forevermore. The Lord is always going to be with you at your right side. And so the final question all of us are going to be asking is this. How do I know shame? How do I know Shane? That the Lord is going to do that for me right now how do I know that the Lord is going to do this for me right now listen to me here's how I know the Lord the maker of heaven and earth came down to this earth The Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, came down to this earth and lived a perfect life for you and me. The Lord is your helper and your keeper. And his name is Jesus. And Jesus, when when talking about himself, do you know what he said about himself? He said, I am the good shepherd. And do you know what good shepherds do? Do you know what good shepherds do? Good shepherds, they keep their sheep. Good shepherds, they watch over their sheep. Good shepherds, they shade their sheep. Good shepherds, they lead their sheep. They help their sheep. They guide their sheep. He is the good shepherd and he will never, ever let us go. And so what I want you to hear, just the last thing I will share with you is this. Listen to what the good shepherd said. I am the good shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. We know that Jesus protects us and watches over us and keeps us because he has laid down his life for us. You, my friend, are safe. He has kept you from the troubles of this world, he has kept you from the punishment that your sin has deserved. The Good Shepherd has died in your place. What a wonderful truth. And it goes on to say in John 10, 27, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. What a great and glorious verse this is for us to hear this morning. He is the good shepherd. He is looking after you. There's no need to be anxious or worried or dismayed. The Good Shepherd is leading us. He's guiding us. He's protecting us. And he has ultimately laid down his life for us so that we can have eternal life. I would love if this morning, if this morning you could remember some of those very, very simple truths. The Lord, he helps us. The Lord, he watches over us. The Lord, he shades us. The Lord, he keeps us. And how, does the, how long does the Lord do this for? From this time on, verse eight says, and forevermore. more. You need to know this morning that the Lord, your good shepherd, he is with you and he keeps you and he is indeed Good. Can I just say thank you very much uh, for for tuning in this morning. I pray that that was a blessing to you. Uh, Please let us know if um, you enjoyed that or that was a good thing for us to do. And we might do it again next week. So please uh, watch the space. God bless you. Turn to the Lord. He will not let your foot slip. God bless. Bye.